0: Hammerhead spent two years building the Karoo 2, packing all the features users love from the original Karoo into a smaller, lighter, and more powerful device. Durable, light, and wrapped in a glass-filled polycarbonate, the Karoo 2 is 40% smaller, 33% lighter, and packed with even more features. It is the iPhone to the other head unit's flip phone. There's room for more maps, data, and software upgrades with 32 gigabytes of high-speed storage, and a responsive and quick interface pairs with an extremely fast processor. The beautiful and highly customizable data display offers best-in-class, visually stunning mapping and navigation. The Karoo Two software is continuously evolving, with more features being added every month. It's the most connected head unit available with ANT+, Bluetooth Low Energy, Wi-Fi, 3G, 4G, and GPS capabilities. Karoo 2 pre-orders are already sold out. Head over to www.hammerhead.io to sign up so you know when they're back in stock. Hello, Velo News listeners. This is Dan Cavallari, tech editor at Velo News, coming at you with another VeloNews tech podcast. And I am back on the, the Skypes with uh, our, uh, our esteemed colleague, Ben Delaney. Ben, how's it going?
1: Oh, it's going just fine. Yeah, now We do everything these days over the computer, right? Yeah. We do our podcasts, we do our bike racing, we do our group rides. It's, yeah. all, it's all over the internet.
0: I, I don't even believe that you really exist in person anymore. So I just assume you're on the computer.
1: I'm still a friendly bot. You know. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, in that vein, we are going to talk today about uh, riding indoors, where I think a lot of us are going to be for the next couple of months at least. Uh, and I've, I've got my little pain cave set up behind me. And I just uh, just a couple of days ago wrote a little piece about uh, my setup and some of the gear that I like, uh, specifically the, uh, the Wahoo kicker Headwind, uh, which I think there is plenty to debate about there. But today, what I want to talk about, Ben, is you know we've already done an episode – which is linked here below uh, about uh, what you'd basically need to get set up uh, for for Zwift riding and indoor riding Uh, you know, the bike and the trainer uh, is is really the, the two key components. But beyond that, I think you and I both have, sort of a lot of things, a lot of accoutrements, a lot of, uh, accessories that we use, uh, to make the experience more pleasant, more fun, uh, and, and just more encouraging to get on the, the trainer. Uh, and so I want to talk a little bit about that today. And you know, that, that boils down to, I mean, even, even as basic as like, what do you wear, uh, when you get on the trainer? And so Ben, you, you probably do a gazillion more miles on the trainer than I do every year. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your go-tos, uh, first, um, You know, aside from the bike and the trainer, I mean, when you're going to go get on the trainer for a session, what do you, what are you wearing? Let's start there. Uh, what do you, what do you, what clothes do you put on? Is it the same stuff you wear outside or do you prescribe to any of this indoor specific stuff?
1: Yeah. Whenever new categories of things come up, I think our, our knee jerk reaction is to mock it, right? Like (laughs) what? Indoor specific shoes. Get out of here. Um, and or or like gravel-specific or women-specific. And I think the indoor-specific stuff is similar to those other categories And that some of the stuff makes good sense, at least in my experience. And some of it is just jumping on the bandwagon and slapping a label on it. Sure, sure. Um, And there's, for all these things, clothing or fans or or the general setup, uh, I think there's some things that the bike industry does particularly well it's worth it, and there's some things where you, there's good solutions you can get at your local hardware store. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, not 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 the clothing so much, but yeah. Let's, right. let's start with the clothing. So, I think uh, yeah, inside is it's sort of like outside. You got to dress for the conditions, mm-hmm. and and many of our conditions are ridiculous. <laughs> so I, I'm looking at your your basement. You can't see my garage, but right. it's friggin' cold in there, man. Yeah. Like every year, I think I should insulate it, and then I don't. Yeah. So. My rides start with a mix of high performance technical clothing, like some nice shorts, particularly summer weight shorts. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, a base layer, and then a whole mess of just super warm clothes, like sweatpants, a sweatshirt, a thick, you know, beanie, full on <laughs> winter gloves, because I'm warming up and I can see my breath many days. Right. And then after, you know, 10 minutes into it, you're pouring sweat and there's a pile of. Said sweat clothing yeah. on the floor. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you need a $750 Asos jacket to warm up with. Um, but yeah, once you're riding, especially if you're doing anything more than 10 minutes. You need a good pair of shorts. Yeah, yeah. There's just no two ways around that. I just saw something that uh, our man Cat3Memes put on <laughs> the Instagrams <laughs> yes, yes. today about, you know, you know, it's just the three faces, like the two stoked faces and the huh yeah, face. And, yeah. you know, one was, you know, saved a bunch of money on cheap bib shorts. Stoked. Spent a bunch of money on – spent that money on a smart trainer and a training plan. Stoked. Yeah. Spent the winter – Riding a bunch indoors on cheap bib shorts. (laughs) Not stoked. (laughs) Not not so stoked. So I think, yeah, a good pair of shorts is key. And you will quickly discover whether or not you and your saddle – are in a long and loving relationship, or whether you need to find someone new in your life?
0: Yes, for sure, because I do think you're going to sit a lot more indoors than you would outside, and so I think that's a special consideration too. Uh, and I, I would definitely echo the the notion of uh, lightweight summer shorts. And I I actually have two go to pairs. Yeah, let's hear. So I love so. Uh, the the Gore uh, – oh, God, I don't have the specific name in front of me, but Gore makes a a, a summerweight bib short that actually has like little perforations on, yeah, the, yeah. on the legs. Um, and yeah, I, I did wear them once uh, outside and got little weird – uh, speckled sunburn marks <laughs> on my leg. Um,
1: yeah but, totally I've got the same thing from Castelli yeah they look they look ridiculous yeah
0: well and that was yeah, my other you look
1: even more ridiculous afterwards but yeah, yeah. inside who cares right exactly
0: I don't and I you know I don't need help to look more ridiculous but you know indoors I, I already look ridiculous um and the, yeah my other my other pair is actually the castelli ones that are just super super thin lightweight um, mesh material and so those are my two go-to's for uh, for indoor riding, because man, I I don't know about you, man, but I I sweat prolifically. Like if you got to be good at something, you know, like embrace that. I'm I'm really good at sweating,
1: like world tour level sweat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I could definitely go pro, world uh, class. Yeah, yeah. So th- here's another weird. Uh, like I, this, this might fit with like the, the rules of being a road cyclist, which I hate. Uh, but you know, everyone told me when I started riding indoors, Oh, only, only, only Fred's wear their actual jerseys on the trainer. I wear my Jersey all the time. Like I wear a full kit.
1: Cause, cause why?
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, you talked about, you know, dressing for the situation, right? And, and and outdoors, you know, you, obviously you wear a kit for whatever reasons and it's, it's arrow, it's whatever. But for me, um, as I'm warming up in, indoors, uh, the idea of having to like peel off other layers or freeze the first few minutes of the ride only to have to peel off that sweatshirt. I don't like doing that. So I start my ride with a full kit, and then as the ride goes on, I can just unzip. I
1: mean, it's just so easy. So you are wearing that $750 access jacket.
0: (laughs) It's actually, I don't know if you can see it, but it's (laughs) hanging right
1: there. I, I haven't
0: used that yet but I'm going to just on the trainer <laughs> I was pulling that
1: out of my ear but that's awesome that yeah, it's, have it there.
0: yeah it's literally hanging right behind me
1: uh, <laughs> um but yeah I don't
0: I don't love the idea of, of having that pile of clothing on the floor and, and starting with the sweatshirt on i I sometimes do that but my basement is just sort of that weird temperature where like I can start with just a regular old kit and it's perfect and then as I heat up and the fan starts turning up you know I can just unzip it and peel it off just like I would outdoors I don't peel it off outdoors that's weird but like yeah. I, I do unzip it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I hear you so like with the some of the indoor specific clothing mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the Castelli lineup right now and there's yeah. they've got an insider bib short yeah, uh, which they kindly sent me to test and it's okay yeah. but honestly I think their outdoor summer lightweight thing is better because the chamois better it's just a higher quality short and it's thin sure so that that would be my recommendation. If you've got summer stuff that you like, go with that. Yeah. Um, the Velocio has a super lightweight bib short that it's also a good go-to. And in addition to it just helps with uh, you know, quicker evaporation. Yeah, yeah. It's so like the thinner the thinner the material, the better for sure. Yeah. yeah. Also tried the Rafa's mix of indoor stuff. Uh, they've got it's just straight up short not yeah. a bib short a short shorts um which makes you come to uh, some somewhat discouraging terms with the state of your midriff you know <laughs> which i had forgotten about one nice thing about bib shorts it's a little more forgiving and yeah. there's no there's no hard fast lines like dude right. this is it's getting kind of soft here yeah so that, that's a downside of the of shorts yeah yeah, um, but the, but it's got uh, the cargo pockets. It's like you know, cargo shorts were a thing ten years ago, and now, like in casual clothing, and now that's a thing in gravelware. You've got yeah. to have pockets just yeah. on your cheeks and yeah. thighs and everywhere. Yeah, and you, and that that, that I, I will use those somewhat just because they're there. Yeah, in the transporting of all the junk needed, like a phone and a charger. Sure or food or whatever that I'd normally stick if I was running outside in a jersey pocket but if I'm just wearing shorts and a base layer
0: yeah
1: that yeah it turns out pockets are handy so but that's one of those things where I guffawed at first but I'm like, oh, actually that's that's kind of usable yeah yeah and similarly depending on if you've got a table or a uh, something next to you to place stuff on just being being able to reach all your stuff yeah yeah it's good and especially like the the door here you get in Zwift if you're racing or even just doing group rides trying to, to stay there you mentioned that you know, so much more of the ride time is spent in the saddle Yeah. part of that is because you can never stop pedaling stop for a second <laughs> and you're friggin dropped yep, and yep. all is lost so right. I think in addition to having great shorts and a saddle that you love uh, just having all this stuff within arm's reach seems silly but it, it can Yeah. Yeah. make or break your day yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah. And, and I, I counter that with just, I mean, Ben, you could probably see behind me my setup and I've got a little shelf next to my bike and I've got the table in front of me. So mine's, mine's pretty ideal, but, uh, so, cause cause I don't love the idea of having things on my person while I'm riding, especially indoors. I mean, I feel yeah. like it yeah. just, to me, it feels cloying and I don't, I don't like that sensation, um, so I prefer to have a table. I mean, and it could be as easy as just getting like a little stool and putting it next to you and you can put your phone there and your, your water bottle and gel or whatever. Um, so for me, uh, you know, the pockets thing on the, on the chamois, I, I get, or the bibs, I should say, there's no pocket <laughs> in the chamois. <laughs> also, you put it there? <laughs> uh, patent pending, patent pending, right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've ridden with those those shorts. I don't love them. Um, I, I see how they're useful, and I see why people like them. I don't love them. Uh, I would rather just have stuff next to me, and I do have a little shelf and a table for 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, here, here's a sticky one for you. How about indoor riding shoes?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, I think summer breathable. Outdoor shoes, yeah. Is I I don't understand what the difference between that is and an indoor specific shoe. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess some of it may come from the spin world, Mm -hmm. where if you're walking, you know, once upon a time when in-person classes were a thing, if you're walking into the gym, you know, having shoes that are walkable but have SPD to clip onto your gym spin bike. I can see how that could be a thing. Sure. Um, or even if you're not walking in from the parking lot, you're changing in the gym's facilities. and, and So I could see how that, if that's what you do, that could yeah. be a thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think for most of our listeners, you know, making the assumption that you're nerds like us and you're riding in your bedroom or your garage or whatever, walkability isn't a thing. So sure. it's... Its breathability, right? So it's right. just like as thin as you can get. Pearl Zoom. just sent some new shoes that have mesh on the sole. Hmm. They're not they're not billed as indoor shoes, but I thought, oh, that could be a yeah. So uh, some heroes that are yeah super flyweight. Yeah, yeah, meshy. Um, but it, again, depends on your situation. I I now that it's winter, ride with toe covers on hmm. <laughs> <laughs> indoors <laughs> because I. Indoors, because I've got fans going yeah. full blast. Yeah. Once I start riding, I'm pouring sweat. It's still like cold enough to see my breath. Yeah. And I'll often have a base layer, sopping yeah. wet, lightweight bibs, sopping wet, wool socks, toe covers, and winter gloves on, because there's I've got at least one, if not two, fans going. Yeah. And my... Kids and wife will occasionally accidentally come in and just shake their heads and discuss <laughs> at the whole scene.
0: Yeah, I think you're. I think you're taking the pain cave concept a little too literally. <laughs> gotta get you a, <laughs> get you a
1: heater. <laughs> like I've got a, I've got like a little, you know, twenty dollar home cheapo, uh, like heat fan thing yeah. that I'll sometimes. But again, like you can't sw- switch the thing off. Yeah. Once it's going, so right. Uh,
0: I feel like with so what,
1: remotes with, Remotes I th- are a thing I've come to value. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think one of the key pieces of indoor riding is a phone, and mm. that you and I both have Wahoo's Kicker Headwind. Yeah. And another thing that I at least kind of joked about when I saw it, but yeah, being able to to turn the fan on once you're going and then adjust the speed, mm-hmm. that's worth something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just doing this. You know, we do our Villanueva Zwift ride every Wednesday and. Love chatting with folks in there, and uh, just this week, uh, yesterday, I was you know, asking for fan recommendations, and some folks piped in that you can get a, you know, a good fan from Amazon for just over thirty bucks with a remote.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so you don't have to just like pick one setting, and go with it. Like mm-hmm. starting a sprint on downtube shifters, like you just pick a setting, and yeah. it's <laughs> probably going to be the wrong one. But there you are. You know. We don't. Yeah. We don't have to do that with fans. So right. just. The simple thing of a remote, I think, is mm-hmm. vital indoor gear.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, you or, know. Or
1: luxury indoor gear. Lux- right
0: now, luxury, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, certainly the headwing to me is a luxury. And I think, you know, I like it a lot because it integrates with my, my setup, which is a pretty, you know, a pretty baller setup. And, and it's fine. And I, But I don't think anybody needs to spend that kind of money. I mean, you could get a $15 box fan. And you will get a breeze. Um, but, you know, like you said, that you, it's like a set-it-and-forget-it thing, and you kind of deal with one speed the whole ride. And that speed is always going to be the wrong speed.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> um, and the cake is, cake is cool in that you can set it to – you have it set to your heart rate, right? Yes,
0: yeah. So, well, why don't
1: you explain how that works?
0: Yeah, so there's there's actually two – there's a, well, there's a lot of ways you can connect the, the headwind to your setup. But the way I have it set up is uh, you can – pair a heart rate monitor directly to the headwind. And so when I'm getting started and I'm not warmed up, the thing's not blasting on me and I'm not freezing. Um, and so as my heart rate ramps up, as I do harder efforts, then then the, the headwind starts picking up and blowing harder right when I need it, essentially. Um, the other way you can you can set it up is to match your speed. Uh, so if you want to have that sensation of, you know, blasting down a, a descent in Zwift and, and getting that, that wind in your face, you can do that. Uh, but for you, I know you use it – you control it via your phone, correct?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So you can just kind of tailor it to however you're feeling at any given moment.
1: Yeah. So I just, yeah, started off at like the defaults, like 25%. And then, yeah, yeah once it get going, yeah. yeah starting a race or group ride or whatever, just yeah. – that's within your fingertips there. I've been yes. on the Stages bike, smart bike, uh, for a little bit now. And that's got a little phone holder built in underneath. So okay. there's a – got the iPad. There's a tablet holder which you can remove if you're using something else. But I, I like – it's just handy, one-stop. It's like all integrated things. So we've got the iPad for Zwift. Yeah. And then just below that's the phone. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's controlling the remote. And that's also uh, you know using the Zwift companion app. For for chatting and then uh, for racing, use uh, Discord with
0: yeah
1: yeah uh, to chat with my friends and teammates and yeah. that's that's super fun. So that's the yeah the phones become like a a vital piece of the the puzzle yeah. for me.
0: My my one issue with the phone. I don't know if you remember at the top of the show when I said I was really good at sweating.
1: (laughs) Yes. I just made myself a little list of like things that I need. And one of them is like a cleaning spray and (laughs) towels because yeah, just mopping it off with like my sweaty sweatshirt. It's yeah, it's getting dire. I need some basic levels of uh, sanitation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I do keep, well, so every once in a while, uh, like it's just disgusting beneath my trainer. It really is gross. And I have one of those, um, uh, floor mats, you know? And yep, so it's, yep. you know, there's a concrete floor behind me. If I got rid of the floor mat, you could probably like ignore the disgustingness beneath my trainer, but this thing is black and it's just everything, all my sweat and spit and grossness just stands out. <laughs> and so, uh, it, it, it's gross under there, but you know, the, the one thing that I find hard with, uh, with the phone is that my hands get slicked with sweat and, yeah. and I can't, I can't first of all I have my my phone set up to recognize my fingerprint and apparently 3 millimeters of sweat kind of <laughs> prevents <laughs> prevents my fingerprint from actually hitting the thing um so yeah having something to wipe it off with and I I just have a towel um that I keep there and it it it's enough to sort of wipe myself and wipe the screen um so you know and and it it could just be a bath towel just anything an old an old washcloth just something to have nearby and a spray bottle of something to to, to clean, good God, clean yourself, people. <laughs> I'm speaking mostly to myself
1: here. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it seems like the, the uh, many folks have the trainer mat, yeah, which is a good step to preventing destruction of the surface underneath. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I think what many of us could use is is like a, a peel-away layer. You know, like I can think yeah. about you know, mountain <laughs> bike glasses where you could yeah. Adapt, yeah. have the tear-offs, you know, something like that for us to just like... That's not environmentally friendly at all, and very yeah. lazy. But yeah,
0: yeah. just uh, just hop off your trainer and then light the house on fire. Start over,
1: <laughs> or a mobile car wash to send your entire space yeah, yeah. through.
0: Yeah, I'll just have my kids stand stand next to me and spray me with the hose after I'm done. Yeah, uh, we're gonna take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, Ben, I want to hear uh more about sort of the essentials uh whether it be clothing or other accessories uh that you have nearby and i have a few too that i would share with the the fine folks uh of what what would make basically your trainer ride more pleasant so but first let's take a quick break be right back Check out the new Karoo 2 from Hammerhead. It packs all the features users love from the original Karoo into a smaller, lighter, and more powerful device. The Karoo 2 is 40% smaller, 33% lighter, and packed with more room for maps, data, and software upgrades with 32 gigabytes of high-speed storage. The beautiful and highly customizable data display offers best-in-class, visually stunning mapping and navigation. It's the most connected head unit available with Ant Plus, Bluetooth low-energy, Wi-Fi, 3G, 4G, and GPS capabilities. Karoo 2 pre-orders are already sold out. Head over to www.hammerhead.io to sign up so you know when they're back in stock. All right, Ben, we're back, uh, talking indoor riding and, you know, it's, it's pretty simple to get set up indoor riding. You just really, the basics you need is a bike and a trainer. Um, but let's talk more in depth. You know, I, in the winter time, I hate being cold. Uh, so I do spend a fair bit of time on the trainer. Uh, it helps to encourage me personally to get on the trainer more often when the experience is, is comfortable and fun. Um, and I think those are the two keys there. And I think the the fun yeah. part comes from Zwift uh, for me anyway, and it just engages and, and things like that. But the comfortable part can be uh, challenging. And, you know, you talked about your pile of clothing that you start with and that ends up on the floor. Uh, yeah. I, I talked a little bit about, you know, having a, a bench or a stool or something nearby that you can put your, your goodies on. Uh, what are some must have accessories for you uh, when you get on the, on the trainer? I mean, Anything from, uh, do you have a a specific heart rate monitor that you like to use or a specific, uh, stand for your laptop, anything like that?
1: Yeah, the, the, the arm based heart rate monitors have been a bit of a revelation for me. Same. It's just, uh, it's easier to deal with, uh, less sweaty, bulky mass, Mm -hmm. uh, during riding and afterwards, uh, so, yeah, there's a few different options there. That's That's been handy. Uh, yeah, a place to put your stuff. Yeah. We've uh, got both the Wahoo and the Saris trainer desk options. Saris has got, it's got like a nicer, more professional-looking wood top with uh, both out, plug-in outlets and USB outlets on top. Mm-hmm. That's kind of handy. Yeah. Um, you can't adjust it without getting out tools. Yeah. Uh. So that's a kind of I guess, you get a measure twice, build it once yeah. type thing. Uh, the Wahoo's is a little more it's plasticky mostly, uh, but it's got quick releases to adjust the height. Mm-hmm. So that's that's nice if you're going back and forth with the way I sometimes do between like having a laptop at typing level, mm-hmm. uh, and popping it up uh, more like eye level. Um, I've I. Before getting those to test, I would just use my workbench, which has yeah, like one big surface and then running parallel to like a 90-degree angle, just like a little four-inch deep shelf that works well for gels and coffee and right. snacks and whatever. Uh, so, yeah, a place to put your stuff is... That's pretty key, yeah. ...is key. And I think like the more we do this, yeah, yeah you can cobble together stuff, uh, but having a dedicated space just helps, uh, whether it's like your Kids coming in and knocking stuff over, um, or just less—what my British friends would call less faff time. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, 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 one of the beauties of indoor writing is it's supposed to be simple. But if you're spending, you know, twenty minutes getting dressed and and you know building little indoor forts to right, <laughs> it, yeah, that that cuts back on the the play time. Yeah, and then another. And uh, it's also
0: discouraging. I mean, you would—you're not going to want to do it as often when you have to set up brand new every single time right just just having it there is so convenient
1: yeah i think if i had my druthers i'd love to have if it wasn't so cheap uh an enormous screen yeah in front of me yeah um like a tv screen a tv screen yeah Yeah. yeah, okay yeah yeah Yeah, so (laughs)
0: like a spit screen i don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes also would be good right Um, yeah, safety net to fall off yeah of, right
0: <laughs> yeah and i think i think that's pretty key for me too is is just having this dedicated space i mean i i know how lazy i am and i know for a fact that if i had to pull out a trainer every single time i wanted to ride hook up the bike get it set up on the mat put it in front of the tv while my kid is playing on the floor with their toys i would never do it i would never yeah. do it yeah uh, yeah but you know now if it's just set up all the time it's it's perfect. And I know a lot of people can't do that. I mean I'm I'm, yes. for, I'm fortunate enough to have this space right here but yes. uh you know the the more you can cut out the you know like you said the faff time I think that's that's key to the whole operation. um and you know like you said having the dedicated uh bench to put your laptop on or to put your fan on or whatever it's also pretty key. And I'm I'm using a um just a Pedro's portable workbench uh for for mine uh you could really use whatever but one thing i did find is that uh i've seen a lot of photos of people riding on their trainers and there's there's two setups one is you're like looking up at your tv yep, which you know you have your zwift set up there or two you're looking down at your laptop and both are just terrible for your body (laughs) (laughs) so what Um. i like to do is prop up the laptop on my, my workbench in front of me so that it's kind of at eye level when my neck is at the relaxed position, uh, riding, riding position. Uh, that's, that's pretty key. And actually Joe, Joe Friel, I think talks about it in his indoor training book because, uh, that came up in our podcast where, you know, people are, are setting up their TVs so high that you're just straining your neck for the entire session. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, being able to have a, a height adjustable system is, is good. Uh, the other thing you mentioned that I, I want to kind of stress here is that a lot of these tables have you know, built-in outlets and, and USB ports. Um, you can get that, those yourself and just put it on any desk. I mean, they sell those at, at Home Depot for a few bucks where you can just plug it into your wall, and it's got a, a USB and a, and, and a, a regular outlet. Yep. Um, and that's great because you're going to be using your phone. You're going to be draining that battery. Uh, you might want to plug in your, your laptop. Uh, that's that's great for just not having cables running everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a must-have accessory for me, and I have a couple of those that I really like. Um, and I don't think I paid more than $5 for any of them.
1: Um, so yeah, I've got a simple thing, just like a, a power strip from Home Depot tacked yeah. to the wall right underneath that little thin shelf. Yeah.
0: Yep. Makes it super easy. Uh, and, and and it's also nice to just kind of keep those cables out of your field of vision just for sort of making it feel more sleek and, and fun uh, and less cluttered. Yeah. Uh, so I, my, I think the longest trainer ride I've ever done uh, was about two hours and 20 minutes. Um, so I'm not as prolific as you. I've seen you ride a trainer for like six hours, you crazy person. Uh, <laughs> but, but what do you do for... Um, nutrition and hydration i mean do you do you use the water bottle holders on your uh uh bike or do you put your bottles on the side what do you and like what's your nutrition look like
1: oh uh, I, I like to eat food what's that food oh no yeah. that's that's yeah, against so that's the a, rules <laughs> that's a nice thing of being inside right you know yeah. like my daughter bakes some apple pie so i'll just have a little slice of apple pie i mean it depends, it's like, <laughs> depends on the type of effort right yeah, like if yeah. it's a 40 minute all-out race then just ham yes. hocks. Yeah. yeah, sitting down with like a bowl of penne might not be the way to go. But.
0: <laughs> do you, so you don't do like the ride food thing? You don't do gels or anything like that?
1: Mm, for like, If it's a longer race, maybe I'll have a gel just because you're like gasping and wheezing the whole time. And it's yeah. just – that's that's more like a the physiology of trying to get calories in. Mm-hmm. Uh, when going full out, yeah, because yeah, carrying stuff that that uh, that part is eliminated.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and yeah,
1: a lot of this ride food, performance food, whatever you want to call it, is is nice. But the main benefit is convenience, like portability, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's why this stuff exists. I remember when I worked in a restaurant years ago. Uh, one of my coworkers showed me a power bar. She's like, Oh look, I'm eating healthy now. I'm eating a power bar. I'm like, cool. we're, we're in a we're in a restaurant. It's like there's great food literally all around us. Right, like right. do, like have a chicken salad or something. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, there's I think sometimes people think that scientific food is healthier. Mm-hmm. Like, often it's not, usually it's it's sugar, but right, right. it's just a convenient thing. So
0: Yeah, it's expedient. I mean it's
1: just so what do you, easy. Something what do you do? To-
0: Uh, you know, I, I do have sort of a pile of gels over there, uh, that I have sort of just easy grabbing, uh, distance. And the reason I do that is, uh, I think because I've spent so much time outside eating, you know, essentially what amounts to sugar, it's kind of what my body now expects, uh, when I'm riding and, and, and doing those hard efforts. Uh, and I know which... I know which gels and, and foods at this point won't hurt my stomach when yeah, when I'm riding. Yeah. Uh, as much as I would love to, you know, mow down on a ham sandwich while I'm <laughs> riding the trainer, I know that that would just make me feel a- awful. Um, so I, I have I, I've basically found that science and sport is my happy place. Uh, when it comes to ride nutrition, uh, mm, so I, mm. uh, so I have a bunch of theirs, their gels next to it. And the thing about theirs is that it's more liquidy than, yeah, you drink it. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's not that co- sort of like cloying sticky feeling in your mouth, like that a lot of these gels have. And so, uh, I like them because they go down easy, uh, and I, they don't hurt my stomach. Uh, and and honestly, I mean, usually most of my rides are about an hour long, so I don't even really need to eat anything. Uh, but in those rare instances where I go longer and, and feel like I need to fuel, I mean, that's, to me, that's just an easy thing to grab. Uh, and, and, and I know it's not going to hurt. I know it's not going to mess my stomach up. So
1: sure. Sure. I'm the same thing with scratch. just like I buy the biggest bag of lemon lime I can just cause yeah, yeah, it works, tastes great, done. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Super easy. And, you know, and I, I do sometimes for, if I'm, if I have been riding consistently and I haven't lately, largely due to an injury, but, uh, you know, when I am riding consistently and and doing longer efforts, I, I love, uh, two different recovery, uh, powders that I would pretty much drink every time after a ride is, and the science and sport is one of them. And then, uh, our good buddy, uh, Floyd of of Leadville has his CBD powder, which is, I, I, think tastes great the vanilla the vanilla stuff tastes great and seems to work pretty well so for me you know the calories usually come after the ride uh for for indoor riding so yeah uh and and largely it's either that kind of recovery stuff in a in like a a smoothie that i make or it's like an actual meal you know like i'll go upstairs and actually eat a i'll eat my ham sandwich finally (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure uh what else so you know oh and i wanted to uh also circle back really quickly to the um the indoor riding shoes thing. Um, so I tested some of those uh, from when they came out. I think Louis Garneau was sort of the first to hit the market with those. Uh, and basically, what I found was that they are um, obviously better ventilated, uh, but they're also, you know, they're simpler. Uh, they they only had three Velcro straps, um, and I think that makes it easier to just sort of tailor them while you're riding. Um, but also. One of the things about them was that there was more room in them. Uh, and I think that was largely because they, you know, their reasoning was, oh, your foot's going to swell. And so we want you to be comfortable. And I said, well, gee, why, why don't, don't shoes... we have that all the time? Yeah. Why don't we have that all the time? Yeah. And so after I finished testing those, I ended up giving them to um, uh, a friend who was a co at the time was a coworker and he rides them outside all the time. Uh, so, I mean, to me, that that's an indication that, you know, these shoes, if they're good, they're going to be good for any kind of riding. And if they're not good, they're not going to be good for any kind of riding. So I I just use my regular old outdoor riding shoes. I have not had any mm. problems with that. So I just wanted to kind of circle back to that because, you know, I got opinions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good.
0: Um, I I have a weird question for you, Ben. Have you ever considered wearing gloves for indoor riding? Like uh, riding gloves, fingerless gloves?
1: Uh, Yes, it depends on the type of... Hanna bar yeah. or a bike setup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just noticed, yeah, last night doing an event, one of my hands was starting to go numb a little bit. And I don't know if that was because of the fan blasting <laughs> or just that I'm old now yeah. and <laughs> have delicate paws. But yeah. Yeah. Just like a, a padded glove could be, yeah, could be useful. Yeah. Uh, but also like, it, it could be some of the outside, like just getting a a good proper fit Mm -hmm. at all, especially the contact points is is vital.
0: Yeah. And I think that to me goes back to, man, you just, you're uh, with indoor riding. You're just holding the same position a lot more than you would be outside. Uh, I don't, I don't generally uh, ride with gloves indoors, but I may try it. And here's why, (laughs) because I was kind of an idiot uh, the other day, so I have behind me on my trainer right now. I have a ridiculous bicycle. I have a the the Trek uh, uh, Imonda SLR. Yep. I, I mean, it's it's I, there's no reason this should be on a trainer, but it's such a high end, beautiful bike. But I am me, so I <laughs> I threw that bad boy on there. But the thing about the the Imonda is that it's got that integrated cockpit, and so the bar tops. There's no there's no bar tape on the tops, just bare carbon. And so yeah. the, the other day I put in a hard effort. Uh, my, my daughter was standing there and she's like, daddy, go faster. She's like a little, <laughs> she's, yeah, she's brutal. Like a hey, little coach. Yeah. little gym coach. She's like, you're not catching that guy. Go faster. I'm like, I'm fat and slow. <laughs> uh, but so you know, I wanted to impress my six year old. So I, I went really hard and I was sweating like crazy and then I stopped the effort. It was a sprint. And I went to put my hands. You
1: nearly fell off your bike.
0: Oh oh man! I just my hand just slipped right off the bar top, and like my (laughs) face almost went into the bar. Was she impressed? Oh yeah, yeah, very impressive. She's like, "Daddy, you almost fell." (laughs) I was like, "Thank you for noticing." Uh, So anyway, so yeah, I think you know, I I'm willing to try them just because two things do happen. I do get that numbness in my fingers as well uh, because you know you're you're just kind of jamming your hand into that the crook of that, that, uh, that hood probably more than you would when you're outdoors. Uh, and also, yeah. Have I mentioned my prolific sweating? Uh, (laughs) It might, might save me from some embarrassing indoor riding injuries. (laughs) Um, but no, I haven't done it. Uh, I might try it though. Yeah. So yeah.
1: One of my team is Benjamin Sharp. Wears a red, white, and blue headband, which is sweet. Yeah. But, and, and, and fifth. Yeah. Uh, indoor specific gear for sure that that comes in handy. Yeah, you're trying not to drown your laptop. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't, at the end of a race, he'll tip his head down sometimes at the effort. effort it's like yeah. he's somebody just like knocked over a pint glass. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need one of those like uh, those COVID shields to put in front of my laptop to protect it from me. Yes. Yeah,
1: yes. The, Maybe that's that. That could be a long term use for all you know, some of this PPE once we're over this COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just my, my poor laptop that gets bathed in my sweat. I wonder, if, you, if you're reading my article and like it's always missing an A or something, it's because my A is just frozen from all the sweat that I've leaked into <laughs> to the
1: keyboard.
0: <laughs> what are we forgetting, Ben? Anything? Uh, anything key to the whole setup uh, for you? Yes. To...
1: Yes. Oh, okay. So I know we've been on many Skype calls, Zoom calls, Google Hangouts, where I. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. yeah.
1: That that's a frustrating experience. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the modern life.
0: The robot voice.
1: Yeah, if you're in a work call and it, it jams up sometimes, that's really like great. I don't have to listen anymore. <laughs> when you're trying to play, yeah, that can be maddening. So yeah, a good Wi-Fi connection mm-hmm. is vital, and and sometimes it's counterintuitive as to what constitutes a good connection. So sure. many of us now have the option of a two point four or five gigahertz connection. Yeah. I would encourage you, dear listeners, to do a speed test on both to see what is better. Not necessarily for the overall upload-download speed, although that's good to know, but for the ping rates because that's ultimately, at least with Zwift and, and I believe with other games, but I know with Zwift, that, that is like yeah, the, <coughs> what d- will determine your uh, solid connection. Uh, if you've got something higher than 50 a mega seconds that's you're gonna you're gonna or milliseconds rather that's going to give you issue Mm -hmm. uh so i just did a little test on mine like you know you just google speed test Mm -hmm. uh, and things will pop up for you uh mine was yeah like you know 14 Mm -hmm. milliseconds or so and that makes for a nice smooth experience Mm -hmm. um zwift recommends having a you know connection speed of three megabytes or faster yeah um
0: as if to illustrate your, your point, you're, you totally got robot voice for a second just uh, while you're talking about speeds. <laughs> I think we got the general gist, though. But it was, a, it was a nice touch, Ben. I don't know if you planned that. Um, what about So what about distance between you and your router if you're doing the wireless thing? I mean, so I have found that the closer I get to my router, the better my connection is. Uh, is that something people should worry about?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, the closer you can be, the better. Mm-hmm. For sure, and then you know, the, uh, then the Ant Plus or Bluetooth connection—that's a hot debate. Yeah, um, and there, are, I'd advise you know just trying both, yeah, seeing seeing what works. It's, it seems like it can be situational. Yeah, I mean, Bluetooth should be better, and that's what—that's my preference. Yeah, but if you're having problems with Bluetooth, try Ant Plus.
0: Yeah, that's why it's there, right? Yeah. yeah. And and also if you if you can't get close to your router they do sell range extenders uh that you can uh sort of extend extend how far your Wi-Fi uh, reaches out into your house and so if you're like for example right now I mean on three sides I'm, I have concrete or two sides I have concrete walls it's hard for a Wi-Fi signal to go through that um so you can get range extenders that'll help you sort of improve that that uh, connection to your router.
1: Yeah, I've got one of those in my garage. It's not awesome, but yeah. it's workable for right. sure. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh you know, and that's that's boy, I mean it's tough to say it, but that's key to the fun of Zwift. You have to have that good connection or else it's it's just gonna be a frustrating experience. Well not and not just exclusive to Zwift, any of those online platforms. So uh yeah, the closer you can get to the your your Wi Fi the better. What else? we forgotten Ben, anything anything else? We perfected
1: it. I think that's it. Yeah, good Wi-Fi, good pair of shorts. Yeah, good saddle.
0: Yeah,
1: a sque- lots of fans. A squeegee, some s- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, an industrial strength, high-powered hose. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and an eager friend to to hose you off. <laughs> well, thanks, Ben, for uh, for taking some time today, and uh, and for those of you listening, you should know that Ben is is pretty prolific on the trainer. So, uh, you know his his his, uh, recommendations are, are really worth listening to. And, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to get set up, but it's, it's a little bit harder to get set up in a way that'll encourage you to ride more. Uh, and so, you know, take the time to take care of yourself really. Um, sure. Sure.
1: sure. And we're certainly always eager to hear what solutions work uh, for you folks as mm-hmm. well. So yeah, absolutely. Certainly holler.
0: Yeah. I need all the help I can get. Uh, and uh, for those of you listening if you do have questions or hey if you got suggestions like Ben said please feel free to reach out uh, you can get me via email dcavallari uh, at velonews.com I forgot my last name there for a second uh, <laughs> you can also reach me on social media uh, at Brown dan on Instagram or Twitter Ben how can the people reach you
1: Oh, you can find me on Zwift for sure. Uh, Every Wednesday we're leading a ride, or you can use your handy Zwift companion app and look me up. Uh, I'm the guy with the goofy face, Ben Delaney. And uh, on Strava, I'm Ben-Delaney. Happy to to see you and chat with you there.
0: Yeah. So if you guys have questions, comments, uh, suggestions for making indoor riding bearable, we would love to hear them. Please do feel free to reach out. And uh, until next time, Ben, thanks again.
1: Cheers, folks. See you online.